everyone. It's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well, enjoying the holiday season. It's end of December 2018, winding up the year, keeping you going with our daily health updates coming at you on behalf of the Toronto Neck and Back Pain Clinic. It is Wednesday, December 26th, 2018, Boxing Day in North America. And uh, your daily health update for today Still going to throw six common areas of health and wellness information at you. Nothing necessarily special because health doesn't take a vacation, nor does illness or disease. So we keep chipping away some interesting uh, points like people who are seeking mental health care are not always the people who need it the most or who need it per se at all. Um, inflammatory bowel disease and how that raises potentially prostate cancer risk. We're going to look at fish oil and how it may be good for athletic performance. Fitness is uh, maybe trending out for our young adults. It's not as uh, hip or cool maybe as it was a while back. We're going to look at improving your sleep habits and we're going to look at some uh, risk factors for scoliosis on the chiropractic side of things. Not going to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illness or disease with our time together today. However, keep that momentum going through the new year, end of the year and into the new year. And we'll make 2019 the best, uh, healthiest year you and your family have ever had. And uh, it's totally possible. All right, so we'll get there together. Mental health has become uh, more and more... Um, a mainstay in terms of health and wellness uh, in our society maybe because now of, of social media and different aspects different level of awareness a different ability to talk about it it's not as taboo as it maybe was before but also probably because unfortunately the need and the uh, the number of cases of um of poor mental health are increasing. A lot has to do with our workplaces, especially in North America. Uh, but our lifestyle in North America definitely more stressful than we'd probably desire it to be as human beings and probably as we'd want it to be in our individual lives. Thankfully, more people are seeking mental health care as it becomes uh, something that we talk about openly more often, but it's not always who needs it. Researchers analyzed data regarding nearly 140,000 American adults and found that while the number of individuals utilizing mental health services has grown, about one-third of people with serious distress do not get the care they need. Instead, the growth in mental health care usage appears to be driven by those who are suffering from little to no psychological distress. The lead researcher adds that our study shows there's a mismatch in North America and the United States between those with the greatest need who may not be getting mental health care they need and a growing number of Americans who are getting treatments, including psychiatric drugs, they may not need. That from the Journal of the American Medical Association Psychiatry, November 2018. Every area of healthcare, physically, chemically, emotionally, it's all about appropriate diagnosis, matching the best strategies and options to the individual, first trying to improve the environment physically, chemically, and emotionally, body, mind, and soul, with least invasive options first, more invasive options later, depending on, of course, uh, the advanced nature or state of any illness or disease, and mental health is no different. So there is a process, there are steps to follow, and uh, one of the most important things at the beginning is definitely seeking out and making sure you have the right diagnosis from what we may not be keeping you or uh, is not make is making you not mentally well 
At the other end of the body, we're going to look at inflammatory bowel disease in and of itself, not a fun condition, can be limiting in what uh, we're able to eat, uh, can have a big impact on inflammation in the body throughout, not just uh, in the bowels themselves. And there can be a side effect based on the European Urology Journal, December 2018, on increased prostate cancer risk. A long-term study that followed the health status of over a thousand men with inflammatory bowel disease found that they were about 4.84 times more likely to be diagnosed with prostate cancer than men without a history of that condition. So if you suffer from that, you may want to get screened and or change your lifestyle to support getting that inflammation down in the body so that there isn't an implication on other structures uh, and different function in the body. And for men, there seems to be a link between IBD and prostate uh, function and health. Looking at uh, diet and exercise, on the nutrition side, we know that fish oil has many benefits either through the diet, uh, healthy sources of fish that aren't contaminated and trying to get those as many times a week as possible and when not possible or because we know that it uh, is hard to do that in a, a therapeutic quantity, we can turn to good quality supplements. And uh, perhaps there's a connection between that level of fish oil and omega-3 and athletic performance. Fatty acid supplementation has been linked to a number of positive health outcomes, but can a fish oil supplement really improve athletic performance is the question that was raised in the Research in Sports Medicine Journal, November 2018. Well, a literature review found that omega-3 fatty acid supplementation may improve exercise capacity as well as promote recovery from eccentric-based muscle-damaging exercise. However, there is insufficient evidence that such supplementation increases muscle growth during resistance training, nor can it preserve muscle mass during long periods of physical inactivity. That um, shows that there is some benefit, but it may not be as extensive as others have thought. All right? So your exercise capacity as well as your recovery from eccentric based muscle damaging exercise will be improved, which is still very valuable because even from day to day use and depending on your occupation, you may want to support the best recovery in your body and omega-3 fatty acid supplementation and getting enough in your diet is supportive of that process. So when you get to your exercise, and if you want to maintain at a high level or you like to push yourself, that omega-3 is useful. But fitness in general it seems in society is decreasing uh, especially among our young adults following a review of five decades of data collected from several developed nations researchers report that there has been a meaningful decline in cardiorespiratory fitness among adults since the 1980s that from the journal sports medicine november 2018 there's probably a fluctuating pattern based on the trends and fads that happen with fitness and exercise where we go from that endurance-based kind of exercise to more resistance-based and then a combination of the two like with high-intensity interval training. So um, the challenge is right now with HIIT training, I can see that even though it's effective and it's shorter, but I don't know if that's what people really enjoy doing the most because the effort is high, the time is short, and the reward can be there, uh, but it's just not an enjoyable activity for many, I'm sure. Uh, for those who find it enjoyable, great, but it may not be something that falls into that moderate category of activity that gets us 60 to 90 minutes a day, never mind the 20 minutes in the guidelines, 150 minutes a week. Um, I think it should be longer and higher than that personally, and it's not going to come from that kind of uh, difficult effort. It has to be something more enjoyable in a sport or an activity, a hobby, or just getting out for those moderate paced walks would be ideal, and I think our young adults 
can kind of connect with that. It can be social while walking now. There's different ways to stay in touch, try and make it fun. And um, hopefully we can turn these numbers around and get fitness on the increase, not the decline. If you get enough fitness it, uh, and you eat well, your sleep should be pretty good, especially if you don't stay up too late. Improving your sleep habits can be well, well worth it, according to the National Library of Medicine, December 2018. What they had to say is that adequate sleep is vital to staying healthy and feeling rested. The lack of sleep can trigger illness, poor performance, memory loss, and other health concerns. To improve the sleep quality, the agency recommends the following. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Avoid caffeine, especially in the evening. Avoid nicotine. Exercise regularly, but don't exercise later in the day if it affects your sleep. Avoid alcohol before bedtime. Avoid large meals and beverages late at night. Don't nap after 3 p.m. Relax before bed. Keep your bedroom temperature cool. Eliminate distractions such as noises and bright lights avoid having a tv computer or phone in the bedroom get adequate sunlight exposure during the day if you don't fall asleep within 20 minutes get up and do something relaxing and see a doctor if you have continued sleep trouble that, that from the national library of medicine as mentioned december 2018 so some good standard foundational uh, sleep habit improving strategies there and I think if people follow those as best they can, typically the majority of people will find that they fall into a good sleep habit within a month, give or take. Finally, on the chiropractic side of things, along with back pain, neck pain, and headaches, the other condition that's commonly seen by chiropractors in their clinics and offices is scoliosis. And uh, this study from the International Journal of Epidemiology, December 2018, talks about two risk factors that have been identified with scoliosis. An analysis of data from the Avon Longitudinal Study of Parents and Children suggests that it may be possible to predict which boys and girls may be at increased risk for adolescent onset idiopathic scoliosis. The researchers report that boys and girls who were able to stand up without being supported at age 18 months were 66% less likely to have uh, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis by age 15 years. Additionally, children who regularly engaged in moderate to vigorous physical activity at ages 10 or 11 had a 30 to 50% reduced risk for uh, scoliosis as well. The researchers note that further research is justified to examine the mechanism underlying the association. Scoliosis has long been a bit of a conundrum, especially that that falls into this idiopathic adolescent category, which basically means they don't know where it comes from, and it typically starts to form or is present in the teens. There are some theories about the distance between the spine and the breastbone not being large enough to accommodate the heart. So a lot of these curves that we see in the spine will be uh, to the right side um, to bend around the side that the heart is on the left. Another theory and one of the leading chiropractic theories is that because of something called in utero constraint where the baby doesn't have a lot of movement while inside the mother before being born, it places uh, the bottom bone in the spine, the sacrum, the triangular bone that the rest of the spine sits on at an irregular position and uh, that dictates reflexively the nature and shape of the compensation that happens above that bone to try and line the body up so that it is level especially the eyes with the horizon based on something called the writing reflex and there's a lot of other reflexes and, and biomechanics involved with that uh, theory as well 
There are some other theories out there and um, interesting correlation they're finding with this study. Best thing to do is to have your child's spine checked as part of their regular checkups through their uh, development to make sure that it's growing and functioning well and uh, the likelihood of being able to intervene before it becomes symptomatic or an actual visual or acute problem will hopefully be decreased by uh, monitoring that health of the spine and its development and intervening functionally ahead of time to make sure that it stays looking and working as best that it can. All right, enough of me jibber-jabbering on your boxing day. Hopefully you're not listening to this today. And if you are, good for you for plugging in and staying connected with your health even during uh, this holiday season. Maybe you're out shopping, enjoying yourself. Hopefully your feet and your back haven't gotten too sore, carrying all those goodies priced well today. (laughs) Otherwise, hopefully you're just taking the day for yourself to relax and uh, head into the rest of the week and into the new year celebration coming up soon in good health and good spirits a very happy time of year hopefully if it's not find some people to connect with to make it fun get out there it's a conscious choice sometimes to enjoy even though it is kind of a hustle and bustle it can go either way i guess for some people Uh, but we want to try and focus on keeping it positive and upbeat and the same with our health even though there may be challenges we want to focus on the positive and making changes so that it's a great experience at the end of the day John Atkinson has your quote for today says if you don't run your own life somebody else will and if you want to have fun this holiday season well don't wait too long for somebody else to come make your life fun your life already is fun as long as you make the choices that to support the kind of fun that you want to have and I know you can do it and I also know you can be as healthy as you want to be regardless of the challenge you have you can always be better and even if you can't it's well worth the effort to try because at least it keeps things from getting worse hopefully all right So, uh, enjoy yourselves, get out there, create those great experiences. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'll be back with you then. Look forward to chatting with you about more health updates.